This is Alabama Linda, otherwise known as Candy Crush Linda. And since I only back winners, I listen to the Eric Zane Show podcast. Wait, how many times has he been fired? Anyway, here he is, Eric Zane. Welcome in, yeah, Derek Zane Show podcast, this is a daily show where I discuss news, nonsense, and my personal adventures, I was just reminded, I gotta update my Grand Rapids Hybrid, uh, Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV, I, I will do that, Megan, I promise you. Oh my gosh, I have so much to talk about today. Welcome into this uh, this this show, if you will, whether you're catching it as it happens live each weekday at 8 a.m. Eastern Time here in the Baldwin Ace Hardware Fear Bunker Studio. Uh, yeah, man, this is uh, this is fun. Christmas week, got a lot of big things planned. I see the usual suspects lining up to get here and join me on Twitch. Twitch.com or twitch.tv slash Eric Zane Live, Eric Zane Live, all one word. There you go to be able to get the show as it happens. Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, NEV, they bring you the Twitch feed. That is cool. Thank you so, so much. Wow. Great food giveaway update. First of all, I got some uh, money late. Um, thank you to Bleeding Heart Brian, who came out of the woodwork. That surprised me. Thank you. That was a nice gesture. He uh, offered up $25. It was the last, the last donation made. Thank you. Uh, I'm officially closing those donations. If you feel the need to uh, give any money to your local charities, that is, uh, tis the season, end of the year, um, we'll be writing a check of uh, your money to, well, a little bit of my money, but mostly your money, to uh, Kids Food Basket. Um, I have some great news about this. Now, last year, I had budgeted... $2,700 to pay for the 100 meals for the kids' uh, great food giveaway. And then I think the actual cost came in at about $2,600. So that that's awesome. You know, we raised a lot more than that. And same scenario, extra money went to kids' food basket. Uh, this year with supply chain issues and inflation, uh, I was quoted... Uh, this same amount of food, the exact same things we were buying as last year was $3,300. Stands to reason, a few hundred bucks more, whatever it may be. Well, actually more than a few hundred dollars. Um, so about uh, $600 more than what we had spent last year. Then you all donated... At the end of the day, uh, the entire amount was $4,154.85 of your money. 
the cost. I go to, ch- I see Josh from um, the Meyer, and and uh, he goes, all right, and he ha- he has has this long receipt. This this is like what's here. Look at that. Those are all the hams. And um, he goes, hey, uh, actually, it came in. It came in under Eric. Then what we I told you, I go, it did. And he told me it was a uh, twenty like twenty six fifty, and I go, well, that's remarkably less. That's incredible. I go, I go, what happened? He goes, ah, you know, uh, markets change, prices change, and there you go. That's what. So then he's ringing it all up, and I'm getting ready to pay with your money, and he goes, oh, it looks like we have uh, pies. Buy one, get one half off, or something like that. Some remarkable thing came. So the actual cost of all of this food was considerably less than last year. It's all said and done. $2,469.92. Um, I had this written down and then I blew it. So that's awesome. That is uh, that is just incredible. So, you know, if we have $4,154.85 and then you take away what was uh, paid for that food for the great food giveaway... Number two, uh, left over is $1,684.93. I will make that an even $2,000. And then, so that makes it nice, wrapped with a nice little bow. Because of all of your efforts, 100 families get fed on Thursday. More on that in a second. And then a $2,000 check uh, written uh, on behalf of you. To Kids Food Basket. Well done. Amazing work. You crushed it. I mean, seriously. Uh, Thank you so much for urging me to do these fun things because sometimes I get kind of stuck in a rut here and I'm like, "Ah, why why should I I try? You know, I mean, stupid. (laughs) But uh, thanks to you, you, you quickly get me into the spirit. You all really do. You're all fantastic. As much as I scream at you and yell at you and overreact about dumb things that really don't matter, you know, this is the week. This is the big week. Goodwill towards men and women, women and men, and goodwill and stuff. There's going to be no goodwill on this show today. Well, there'll be some goodwill, but there's also going to be some trolling and me making fun of you uh, poor saps uh, because of uh, Biden's mandates. Are going through that was such good news. That is the best Christmas present I have. So there you go. That's 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 when I'm gonna make you mad when I'm talking about the mandate. Yes. Mandate, mandate, break on the mandate. Yay! Yay! Hip hip hurrah, hip hip mandate, hip hip mandate. Yes. This pump. Okay, let's drink some coffee because this is gonna get cold and I can't have it get cold, so stand by. Some of you are like, you motherfucker, how could you possibly say that? Yeah, relax. It's going to be okay. Okay. Today is the day when I am going to read the email from the recipient. You forgot, didn't you? Of the great flooring giveaway. Um, and today, I tell you what, it... Uh, this was very, very hard. It was really, really hard. 
There were two that I focused on that really stood out. And, um, you know, it, it was just spectacular. Um, well, it was actually very difficult, this, uh, this process. But um, it became clear that there that this this needs to happen, and I actually of all of you, thank you so much. Um, and I, I I wish this could be granted to every single one of you because uh, you know I, if someone is going to show that type of vulnerability, that's not easy to do. And say, look, this is why this would be just fantastic. So. Um, I, again, I wish we could do, uh, that, uh, Jacob and Jason could do all of these and you never know what these guys, they're so damn sweet. Um, but thank you to them for doing these flooring installations for folks who just kind of need a little jump start. Uh, sometimes that's all you need knowing that someone cares. And, uh, and I do care about every single one of you that, um, uh, wrote in either nominating someone or, or yourselves being nominated, but, uh, I, it's, it's gotta be this way. And uh, like I said, this this uh, other person who who wrote in that I was narrowing it down, I was like, you know, there, th- I I uh, I had to make a tough decision. Thank you so much, and for for writing in, I appreciate uh, all that you've done to improve yourself, and you and you deserve it, and you all do. Um, before I read this, let me knock this back, and then we'll be good to go. Okay, Eric. I've tried to write this many times. Not sure what to say, as I am a giver. And that's true, because um, this person did, uh, this family did give uh, for the great food giveaway. And um, I was like, wow, uh, that's exceptional, considering what they're going through right now. I am a giver, and I don't often ask for help myself. It's Thanksgiving as I write this, and I heard on your show this past week about the second giveaway for uh, Christmas from Bennett Flooring Installation. We purchased our home 19 years ago when the economy was in recession, houses were more affordable. We had two young boys who needed a safe place to live as all we could afford uh, prior to this when we got married in 1991 was a single wide mobile home. We purchased our home. Um, about 19 years ago to get out of that. Um, we quickly grew out of that uh, mole home, but due to financial hardships, we lived in uh, that small little place for 13 years. The neighborhood wasn't safe to raise two young kids. We were quickly, who were quickly becoming teenagers. And after scrimping and saving, we were blessed when we found our current home. It needed some work, but we were ready to take on the challenge. Shortly after we moved in, the economy continued to tank, and my husband and I both lost our jobs within six months of each other. Things in our house that needed to be fixed were put on hold. We eventually found new jobs in a new job field and were able to start making our house a home. Fast forward to the last few years. Our children have grown and have children of their own, and our home has been a safe place for them and their children. Due to circumstances that I won't get into, as I don't want to intrude on my children's privacy, uh, we had to help raise a few of our grandkids as well. 
putting a strain on our finances. And once again, things that needed work in the house were put on hold. Two years ago, we became empty nesters as our kids were able to move on into their own homes. We were able to refinance our home and take out equity to fix major things like a new roof and a furnace. After years of children, grandchildren, pets, elderly foster pets, our next goal was the floor. It had seen 25 years of use and is showing its age. 2021, this was the year to tackle that project. We had been saving and were looking forward to this upgrade. Then, my husband had an accident. We talked about this on the show back in the spring. It was email of the day, actually, back when I did that. And I said how blessed we were as God was looking out for us that day as his accident happened on Easter. I'm going to, he was badly injured. I'll just say that. (coughs) Excuse me. And even though he hurt himself pretty badly, it could have been so much worse. You're not kidding. He has since had a few surgeries, lots of physical therapy. He will never be able to walk correctly again. The key there is walk. Thank God he is able to walk. My husband off work for five months recovering from his fall. He works for a small company. They do not offer disability pay. Oh, God. And now with added medical bills. We're once again draining the house repair fund and the flooring was put on hold. I know you're saying, wrap it up. The story's dragged on long enough. You're doing fine. But I thought this request warranted some of our history. It did. You did a great job. My husband and I have been married 30 years this year. And what a gift it would be to tell my husband we can finally replace this well-loved flooring. Thanks to the generosity of Bennett Flooring Installation. Uh, Thank you for your consideration. All the best, Anonymous. Wow. Well, there you go. That is going to do it. So thank you for sharing. And um, those guys are going to just love that. So I will pass along the information. I I will hand it off to the boys. And off you go. Absolutely spectacular. All right. And I'm sure that they, uh, and you, and you all know who this is. Um, you just don't know it. I mean, you, I, I know, you know, but you don't know. Maybe you do. Maybe, maybe you don't, but, um, just be thinking about them, but, uh, that's good. That's a, that's a great, great thing. Fantastic. Stand by. (laughs) Oh God. I swear I had COVID. I swear I did. Uh, This has stuck with me, and and it's long COVID. I doubt it. I didn't really have the same symptoms that everybody else has. I I kept my um, sense of taste and my sense of smell, but uh, I don't know. So congrats. Boy, I hope this isn't as bad as it looks, but... uh, the feed is looking wonky as hell right now. Are you guys getting that on the live stream? 
because it's on my end, it looks terrible. I'm not seeing any complaints, but I'm hoping to God it's not like awful, but it has just been acting real stupid. So I apologize if that's the case. Looks and found, uh, sounds fine. Yeah, kind of glitchy, but not too bad. All right. You know how it is. Okay. The Detroit Lions. Oh, my gosh. All of a sudden are playing quite well. They have won two out of three. Their second win of the year. Now, I, I again, I understand that not all of you give a shit. But for I mean, considering how important this is to me, I am not lying to you. If they ever become the champions, the Super Bowl champions, the amount of tears that will pour out of my face. Okay, seriously. Um, absolutely incredible. If that, if that were to happen, the thing about the lions right now is I really, really, really like this coach, this Dan Campbell guy who used to play for them. He's a, oops, sorry. He's a big burly tight end, uh, for the boys. And, um, you know, seriously, I, I just, I just love this guy. So. Uh, I am just um, really, really uh, stoked for when for when they win. Stand by here. This thing's acting a little wonky on me. So they beat the frickin' uh, Arizona Cardinals. They, like, beat the shit out of them uh, yesterday. And Arizona went into that game, like, 10-3 and three on the year. And I don't know what the hell that is. Who the hell is talking? All right. Uh, bear with me. I don't know what the fuck that is. I don't know where that's coming from, but I'm going to start closing windows. Because suddenly I hear some person talking. And that's really screwing me up. And here's the thing. On this show... It's very important that I keep these windows open. All right. And if, because then I can have them all set up, I can know what I'm talking about. But if I have to close them, that's going to mess up the rest of the show. But you obviously heard that, uh, whoever that was talking there, and uh, that was messing me up. So there it is. There it is. Okay. Hang on. I found it. I found the problem. Ha ha. Crank says, make sure you close the porn window in case the audio bleeds through. Boy, that would be something. I actually have a policy on this computer. I have, uh, I have never, ever, there has never been pornography on this computer. In fact, well, as you know, I don't, I don't do that. So, <clears throat> um, this is yesterday. After the Lions beat the shit out of Arizona. Dan Campbell with the big speech to the boys. Uh, two, 11, and one. And let me just tell you this. They um, do not have the top pick in the NFL draft right now. 
That goes to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who lost to the Texans. I think they're like 2-12 and 12 or something like that. Um, Man, and I don't even care. I don't care about any of this. The fact that they beat a really good Arizona team yesterday just embarrassed them. Arizona hadn't lost a game on the road all year long. Detroit, who, you know, after all that shit that they've been through this year, they beat the shit out of them. That is so cool. Um, So the Lions finished the year. They have um, Atlanta in Atlanta, winnable. Seattle in Seattle, winnable. And then they host the Pack. If they win at Atlanta and at Seattle and set themselves up for what uh, the the finale at home against the Packers, that is their Super Bowl. And if they win that game, they will have won, um, let's see, five out of their last six. Now, I know that's looking way ahead, and that's really looking through rose-colored glasses. But when you're as shitty as they have been, that's what you have to do. Uh, Zildjian writes, how embarrassing for Arizona. I don't know, man. The Lions played hard. They did everything right. They beat the shit out of them. And the thing is, I think Dan Campbell is starting to coach him up. I think that they're really, really buying in to what this guy is doing. Check this out. Look at this. How can you not root for this guy when this is going on? Welcome to Detroit. I tell you what, we did everything we said we needed to do to that team. We did everything. And I tell you what, defense, you took it personal. It's three and out, man. You guys are making them have to punt. We turned the ball over offensively, right? And then we defensively, a mighty 2 4, get them. Look at this guy. I tell you what, offensively, man, we came out from early, man. We said we're going to be aggressive. We took some shots, and we made them. We made our shots early, and then we just started hammering them. Hell, our first drive was eight minutes, man. You guys are a tough, gritty group, man. You're a tough, gritty group. You always have been, and now you're you're seeing the dividends, man. Look, a team gets one out, two out. We got multiple guys out, and multiple guys stepped up, and that's what we're capable of. like kids they're like fucking kids <laughs> yes Detroit look at this guy he's nude Next three, let's go. Win on three. One, two, three. Win, baby! <laughs> yes, yes! Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, you just want to run through a brick wall. Oh man, they love Dan Campbell. They love him. Oh my God! Oh, that is so sweet. That makes me so happy. I love that, man. Um, there's been more fallout uh, about this Urban Meyer. Everybody hates that guy. Oh, my God. 
That is, a, 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 I mean, really staunchly polar opposites. If they can build on this, man, I'm telling you, if Detroit goes into the offseason, um, well, best case scenario, if they win and end the year with five wins after they started out with uh, uh, no wins for most of the season, people are going to be losing their shit. Never before in the history of sports will a team have had such a shitty season and with so much optimism building for the next season. If they can if they can go into the offseason beating the pack at home and winning uh that five out of their last six. Oh, or is it five out of their last six? I think it is. Yeah. It would have been five out of their last six. That the place this town is going to erupt over five wins. <laughs> if they end up uh, turning it around, man, uh, Amanda says, what's this mean for the bet with Bill? That bet, Bill changed that. He fucked up the whole bet. I won the bet. The bet with Bill was um, if they win five games or less, I win the bet. If they win six games or seven games or more, he wins the bet. Six was a wash. But um, he he changed everything because he then said, okay, the punishment is you got to do my show. And it's like, no, well, I, I never said that. What? What? He, he absolutely welched on that stupid bet. Oh man. The Packers are in the playoffs. So, uh, there's a point made that the Packers probably for that last game won't be playing, uh, their, their starters, but, uh, who cares, man? Oh, that is something. God, if that team turns it around, it'll be the best thing in the world. Um, the Michigan State Spartans, that guy Kenneth Walker, one and done. Running back for the Spartans, who uh, at the Michigan game, he scored like a ton of touchdowns. I think he had like five touchdowns. and was saying Heisman Trophy, Heisman Trophy. And then the Spartans took a shit against Purdue, season over. And then they got jail sex by Ohio, Ohio State. I said Ohio. Ohio State. That guy didn't even, I don't even think he was in the running for the Heisman. Anyway, he is uh, skipping his, uh, his, his, the rest of his eligibility and going to the pros. And uh, he is skipping the whatever stupid bowl game the Spartans are in. Is That's what, uh, that's what they do nowadays. They just, the players go, I'm not playing. I'm <laughs> a business decision. Uh, and I don't blame them. My God, I am just stoked about the Lions. Man. All right. Uh, we have Patreon coming up a little bit later on today, and I can't wait to be there with you. P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Eric Zane. Eric Zane, all one word. I'd love to see you on Patreon. And uh, where we have the uh, Patreon bonus podcast going on. That is a great accompaniment to this one, okay? It is fueled not by advertisers like this one is, but fueled by you. You drop five bucks a uh, month into my little bucket there, and you get everything, uh, all the audio archive and all new audio. You drop 10 bucks a month, you get the audio, the video, and the live stream. 
I put a ton of time and effort into the Patreon. 15 plus hours every week. What with the um, Lost Zane recordings, Smarter Than a Former Drug Dealer Trivia, The Insane Asylum, my two-hour music-driven radio show on Northern Michigan's uh, Q100. You get it before it even airs with no commercials. Um, Not to mention the Patreon bonus every day, and then the Ben and Eric Patreon podcast, which happens uh, once a week. I think we're taking this week off because of Christmas. Christmas kind of falls right at the same time that we would do it. You know, we're going to kind of shift our focus to all family-centered things starting with the great food giveaway on Thursday and then um, kind of wrap it up. I will actually, uh, so I won't do a Patreon. um, We're going to do Thursday's great food giveaway on the 23rd. And then Friday is Christmas Eve. I am doing a free Christmas Eve show, a free podcast like I normally do. And I am doing a Patreon Christmas Eve podcast on Friday. And then, but the only thing that you will miss out on is um, the, uh, what do you call it? Ben and Eric Patreon podcast. We're going to actually shelve that for the week and then uh, be back next week. The Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage says, you know, yes, you can get a mortgage even if your credit stinks. Uh, Bad credit, bankruptcy, whatever it may be. You can get a mortgage. Now, um, not all of you. Here, here's how it works. Let's say you're like, um, uh, Zane, I'm going to give this a try. You get a hold of Mario. Mario does his due diligence. And he says, okay, yes, I can get you into a mortgage. Your credit stinks, but I can get you into a mortgage. It's going to be a horrible interest rate, but you're still going to be paying on something that is yours. Over time, you can improve that because you pay on time and your credit rate improves and you can get a refi and you keep doing that until you get the credit score that you deserve you know 800s when your interest rate is really low that's going to take some time some of you mario is going to say no you you are absolutely in the shitter however i can help you turn it around this is what you need to do in the quickest amount of time now that might make you think that mario is like oh i only want people to call me up whose credit's in the dumper I'm just bringing that up because not every person who does mortgages, every mortgage company wants to talk to someone who has had life get in the way of their credit score. That's 100% a fact because they make more money, the bigger the mortgage. So if somebody is uh, turning around uh, mortgages for somebody who's got credit score, that's like 820, they might be like, ah, God, I don't want this guy that's got a 580. Because they put a lot of time and energy into it and they don't get a lot of return. Mario is not like that. That's why I say not all people who do mortgages are created equal. Mario is for you and for everybody else too. Reach out to Mario Flores from the Mario Flores Lakeshore team of Van Dyke Mortgage. 231-332-6505. NMLS number 3035. Stand by. I am just having a horrible time today. My body is rebelling on me. Damn it. Horizon Hydroponics for the holidays. Somebody's growing some uh, cannabis in their home. They want the best products to make that all come to fruition. Okay. A gift certificate to Horizon Hydroponics. They do that. Reach out to them. Go to horizonhydroponics.com. There's a phone number right on the website. 
Uh, call and ask about a gift certificate. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, hydroponics.com. H-O-R-I-Z-E-N, Zen, get it? Hydroponics.com. You can uh, buy online and have it shipped anywhere in the U.S. Orders $250 and more shipped free. Or if you're local, you can order it. If it's under $250, don't want to pay for the shipping and pick it up. Okay. But whatever you buy online, use the uh, coupon code Zane Show at checkout. You will save 10%. So there you go. Thank you, Horizon Hydroponics. Christmas week at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. First of all, Drop off a new or like new coat or a set of mittens, gloves, boots, hats. They are doing a coat drive for uh, kids in the community. Uh, just throw it in your car. Next time you're around 44th and Stafford by 131, drop it off, please. Um, also, that is where the great food giveaway is happening on uh, Thursday at uh, 3 p.m. That's when it all gets started. Staging the food, 2 p.m. If you want to help, be there in when you can and help out if not just have a cup of coffee and hang out you know some if we have more than enough people we need then we're just hanging out as a group and that's awesome okay santa pellerita will be on hand the human megaphone sarah rook rock roosh will be there screaming at motorists as they pass by frightening them with her loud uh megaphone voice telling them to go get the free food i want you to uh encourage people you know who you think may have fallen through the cracks to literally drive up, we put the food, the box of food in their car at Irvine's, and then off they go. Uh, I have a post that I posted on uh, Twitter. If you would retweet it, and I'll be putting more out. If you see me post anything on Twitter about it, please retweet it. That's the only thing I'm concerned about at this time is uh, I'm always like, well, what if no one shows up? I'm just a fucking ham and agar podcaster. What if the word doesn't get out? And I'm left standing there with a bunch of food. Oh, God. If that does happen, by the way, we go and drop it off um, to uh, one of the local shelters in town. But uh, at least I was prepared for that last year. We didn't have to. We gave it all away. I'm sure we will this year, too. But I'm always afraid that something weird's going to happen. Anyway, the point of all this, we're doing that at Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid and EV. If you need any repairs done on your vehicle, if you listen to this show, please support them. They support me. For anything at all that you need done to keep your car on the road. Uh, they're not going to do body work, but I'm talking about uh, mechanically. You know, anything going on, uh, if it's like a tire rotation, if it's an oil change, fluid flush, whatever it may be. Um, maybe you're ch- going to buy a used car from someone. You, you want uh, you want to get it checked out by a mechanic beforehand. They do that. Get a hold of them at 616-532-6600 for Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. Question. This is from Adam in Houghton Lake, Michigan. Uh, He asked me if I'm going to do this week an all-Christmas edition of the Insane Asylum. That is a great idea. I love that. So that means on Northern Michigan's Q100, Saturday, well, it would be Sunday morning at midnight. It would actually be airing on the 26th, but that's okay. Everybody will still be in the spirit. All Christmas songs. And I've got some great, great uh, uh, rock Christmas songs. Uh, The Black Crows, Backdoor Santa, 
must make an appearance. This show is available, as I said, on Twitch, and it's brought to you by Irvine's. Irvine's also sponsors Facebook, facebook.com slash Eric Zane fan page. Brought to you by Irvine's Auto Repair, Grand Rapids Hybrid, and EV. And I think I'm like almost halfway through my ban on Facebook from my latest, uh, my latest ban. But thank you for following me on Facebook. Uh, Twitter, of course, at Eric Zane Show. Some of the all-time lowest engagement on Twitter is my Twitter feed. No matter what I put up there, no one cares. At Eric Zane Show on Twitter. Brought to you by Blue Frost IT. Kyle says halfway through this ban, new one to come. I'm also seeing suggestions for Christmas songs. If you write them in the Twitch live stream, I will not see them. You must email them. Eric at EricZaneShow.com, please. Eric at EricZaneShow.com. So you guys, if you have a suggestion, email it. That way I will see it. Sarah says, I am the only one that engages on Twitter. That's true. Absolutely true. Uh, And then, of course, YouTube brought to you by Frank Fuss, the almighty Frank Fuss. My policy shop, insurance, YouTube, Eric Zane Show on YouTube. Please subscribe to the channel and bell notifications so you will know when I go live. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Now we have to get into, uh, it's not really celebrity boxing because Jake Paul is actually a pretty skilled boxer. This is what, this is, this is like a crash course in, uh, in trying to become a professional boxer. Me included. I, I gave this guy a ton of shit. Um, but, uh, him and his brother, Logan, this is what they've done with their lives. They became very, very famous on YouTube and they took, well, they, when you have all that money, you can then, um, spend time, in, you know, doing something like this, whatever it may be, p- learning to play guitar, join a rock band, professional wrestler, professional boxer. And um, they also include it as part of their content. It's absolutely fantastic if you think about it. I uh, I look at people like this, and I have nothing but respect, and here's why. Because the Paul brothers have taken um, from, built from nothing and made this fucking empire based on just a camera, a microphone, and their personalities. You can, you can uh, laugh all you want at, uh, at what they're doing, but they have an unbelievable audience and the amount of people that pay attention to these two uh, with no television, no radio, just a lot like what I'm doing right here, except magnified and amplified 8 million times. So they've, and they've done the work. They've, uh, they've, they've done all the right things. It hasn't just happened by accident. So I, I honestly, I have never watched one second of what these people do um, prior to boxing or even now. I just don't care. But it's undeniable. They have taken their, um, 
personas and their abilities that they're apparently rapidly gaining and they're shoving it down the world's throat because we now know who these people are because of what they keep doing. So uh, Jake is in the boxing ring fighting, uh, uh, fighting this guy, uh, Teron Woodley, who's older, much older than Jake Paul, but he is a five-time UFC champion. Now in UFC, it's not full-on boxing, but it's a, you know, it's a combat sport. So, I mean, honestly, if you said to someone, all right, I'm taking a five-time UFC champion and he's going to fight a guy who just started fighting professionally not long ago and is a big, tall guy and strong, but he's a YouTuber, you know, and uh, really uh, leading up to this crash course in his training that he's had for the last couple of years, two, three years. I mean, this guy, this other guy, Teron Woodley, is you'd think would be an un- unbelievable favorite in these things. Well, Paul beat him in the first fight. Leading up to this fight, Paul was supposed to fight Tyson Fury, the heavyweight champion's brother. I forget his name, something Fury. And for, I think he got hurt or got sick or something like that. That guy backed out with two weeks before the fight. So uh, this guy Woodley stepped in for a rematch. He actually wanted to fight Jake Paul and kick his ass. The place is sold out, wherever this venue is. It's wall-to-wall people. Uh, millions of people have purchased the pay-per-view. So what you have here is two people who have not been professional boxers for the majority of their lives are fighting, and all of these people are watching and, uh, and spending all of this money. That is incredible. This fight is going to end with one of the most devastating punches I have ever seen in any type of fight. Paul is the white guy. And uh, yeah, Woodley there. It says Woodley on the back of his trunks. He's promoting dude wipes, which I think is a product for guys to wipe their ass. As soon as I start this, he's going to launch this right hand. The ref is like, ah, this has been kind of boring. Paul had predicted a fifth round knockout. It's the sixth round. Okay. Are you ready? Here we go. He's done it from time to time. Just haven't been all. Okay, we need we need to look at this one million more times. The hit, the impact. He is unconscious. He face plants. He falls like a tree. He's done it from time to time. Just haven't been. Oh my <laughs> God! From time to time, just have- Okay, look at that contact. Oh my God, he got his hips turned into it. All these people are taking pictures. They're like, oh fuck, the ref is like, what? I don't think it's registered with the ref yet. And now he's like, uh-oh, uh-oh, uh-oh. Look at, <laughs> Look at the ref. He's like, oh my God. Now watch this ref. He's super concerned. He's like, I need a doctor. I need a doctor. I think this man just killed this guy. Again, Five-time UFC champion. This dude's a YouTuber. He just cleaned the clock of this guy. Look at that punch. Oh. I need a doctor. I need a 
That's Logan Paul. He's asshole number two of the of the bunch. This is fucking nuts. <laughs> See, this guy is a, okay. This dude's very marketable. He's got the right idea when it comes to showmanship. That's why he's a multimillionaire. Stiff as a board, and Tyron Woodley, thankfully, yeah, beginning to get Look at this guy. Up, but what a punch! What a knockout! The Paul brothers co-wrote the script. Airplane mode. Jake Paul just put Tyron Woodley in airplane mode. This poor guy's getting killed. They're saying he's in airplane mode. Okay, here you go. Oh my God! In for him. Oh. oh. Oh, you know what he did? He oh. to the body like he was going to throw something Oh, there. no. <laughs> then no. He the overhand right. So he looked down as if he was going to throw a jab or a right hand to the body. See, he looked down and yeah. he, and he fainted with the jab oh. and he came with the right hand. So there was nuance to what he did. It wasn't uh, just a wild right hand. And boy, oh, oh boy, that God. just flattened uh, Tyron Woodley. And Jake Paul gets his Christmas oh. wish. He didn't get a knockout in the fifth, but he did get a very oh, early He wanted a knockout. He, he got, got that. He got it in the sixth round. And he landed on his face. He actually, the first thing that's, that struck the ground was face. And the Paul family celebrating this highlight reel knockout. All those people are millionaires because of this guy. Say what you will about the problem, child. What a dope. He delivers here tonight. Closes the show. in Okay. I also want to show you the interview. Jake Paul, Jake, you just brutally knocked out a former UFC champion. Is this real life? This is as real as it fucking gets, just like my right hand. I told you, Ariel, I was going to fuck him up. I told you I was going to fuck him up. And I fucked him up. And you possibly put in... There's this mom in the background. She's like, yeah, you fucked him up. By the way, this guy, uh, uh, Teron Woodley, is right next to them. He's standing right next to them. What is going through your mind right now? This isn't like your other victories. That was highlight real stuff. Can you describe what is going through your mind right now? Respect. Hey, this guy is a legend. Okay, so now how humiliating is this? This guy just got knocked the fuck out. Uh, I, I give him credit for stepping into the shot to Ron Woodley and saying, hey, good job. This guy is a legend. Don't take anything away from his career as a UFC champion and respect him for taking this fight. On- Woodley looks hes looks like he's about to cry. He's on another planet. Legend, don't take anything away from his career as a UFC champion and respect him for taking this fight on two-week notice because Tommy Fury's a bitch and he backed out of the fight. This is a real Legend. 
you okay, Tyron? I'm good. All right, well, on, but I'm good. He's all right. He's fucked up. This guy is on another planet. How did you feel about how the fight was going up until that point? Where Woodley's mom is like, let's go home, honey. Come on, I'm going to feed you uh, soup uh, and, you know, maybe nurse your wounds. Are you happy with what you were doing out there? It was a tough fight. Woodley thinks he's at the Super Bowl right now. You know, I, I, the blood was getting in my eye from when he elbowed me. He's throwing me on the ground fighting dirty headbutt, but it is what it is. Says he had a dirty headbutt. Guy's standing right there. You know, I got the job done, and I knew it would happen like that. I was setting up the shot the whole fight. He didn't see it coming. He was catching, catching, catching. Come around. Good morning. What an asshole. The knockdown here again. It's right over there. If you could take a look, talk us through what you did to Tyron Woodley. Jab down. Jab down. Oh. He tries to catch the punch in front. Look at and this. Like a lumberjack. <laughs> Is this the greatest moment of your life, Jake? It's got to be the greatest moment of my life. Look at what I just did. Look at the year I just had. Unprecedented. One of the most valuable boxers in this sport. He's absolutely right. This is so true. We have a YouTuber who is, is generating so much money. This is a packed house. They're here to see a YouTuber. Look at the size of that cut on his head. That's a quarter inch. That's going to need a stitch or two. Four fights, four massive pay-per-views in 13 months. I've knocked out every single person that I've fought. Talk to him, baby. Talk. Every single person that I've fought. Hey. Talk to him. And, and Masvidal and Nate Diaz, y'all are some bitches for leaving this arena. Okay, now these are two of the biggest names in UFC, Masvidal and Nate Diaz. He's calling them out. Now, who he's fought before is Nate Robinson, former basketball player. He's fought this guy twice and knocked him out both times. And I, the other one he fought out fought was another YouTuber. So, you know, kind of fought someone, but, oh, man. I mean, where does this, when does this guy get his ass kicked, I guess? Because I know you don't want that shit. I'll take out both of y'all next. Just get out of your contract with Daddy Dana, and I'm going to fuck them up, too. <laughs> Who do you want next, Jake, and when do you want to fight again? Anyone, anytime, any place. Anyone, anytime, any place. It's every day, bro, right? It's every fucking day, bro. Congratulations, Jake Paul, on his massive victory. Well, you know, I mean... Say what you will, but my God, uh, didn't he fight Floyd? The other one did. Uh, Logan. Logan Paul fought Floyd. God, unbelievable. That punch. Jesus. Yeah, he's just a lame-ass YouTube guy. Yeah, well, yeah, maybe, but at the same time, he just knocked that guy the fuck out, and look at the money this guy is bringing in. Kate says dirt bag. I think that there might be some skeletons in the closet on him. Isn't there? Isn't there some type of shit on this guy? I don't know. I, I, I Like I said, I don't know him at all. I don't know anything about this guy. I've never followed any of his work. I've just seen him beat the shit out of people. Durantula Farmer says, I hate Mayweather, but schedule the fight so Mayweather can knock him out. You know, there's talk about Mike Tyson fighting these guys. Oh, what has happened to boxing?
when the absolute best boxing can bring is 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 these guys. Uh, Tyson Fury, I like him, the Gypsy King. Man, holy crap. What a punch. Holy shit. Okay, uh, speaking of anger and fury, I need to bring in one Stu McAllister. Oh, my God. This is Stu McAllister. He was going to go see a band called The Glorious Sons. It didn't go down because of COVID. So Stu went to his podcast, and this is what he said. This is told you cock-sucking motherfucking pieces of shit who fucking haven't gotten a vaccination. Don't wear fucking masks. You're fucking goddamn cocksuckers, and I'll meet you in the fucking goddamn streets, you <laughs> dumb motherfuckers. I'm sick and tired of shit fucks talking about motherfucking freedom when they don't do dick. Their, le- their level of freedom is fucking their dogs. Those fucking cunt motherfuckers. I'm fucking sick and tired of you shit motherfuckers who don't do the simplest of fucking things. Fuck you. Fuck your mom. I'll fucking see you in the goddamn streets, you motherfucks. Fucking assholes. Jesus fucking Christ. Trying to move on with our fucking lives, and you fucking assholes fucking want to continue your life as if nothing is fucking going on. Heaven forbid you be fucking inconvenienced by wearing a piece of cloth over your fucking face, you shit cunt fuck. (laughs) God damn it, you're dumb as shit. (laughs) Sadie Dog's looking at me like, are you having a stroke, Dad? Yes, I am, Sadie. I am having a stroke. Okay. Stu loses his mind. He is blaming people who did not get vaccinated or refused to wear a mask. I don't think that that's fair right now. To be fair, I don't think that's fair. Because let's just say in a perfect world, every single person was vaccinated. That concert probably would still be canceled. Because this Omicron is kind of walking through that right now. It, it has, um, well, I don't know. I think if every single person were vaccinated, uh, Omicron would be uh, not really that big of a deal because it wouldn't be the, the people who will get sick from it, who most of them going to the hospital aren't vaccinated, wouldn't be flooding the hospital system. But uh, I was just uh, uh, reading that um, if you are traveling this holiday season and you're double vaxxed, triple, double vaxxed, boosted, and you're prudent leading up to your travels. Uh, by all means, go do your thing, especially if you're going to a place where the people who you're seeing are, are vaccinated. They probably will be just fine. That's, that's not really... We are in a much better spot right now than we were when this all started. Dr. Ashish Jha says... Considering um, how many people are vaccinated and um, that people still mask. Though you keep hearing about this Omicron, 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 we are still much better off. There is a lot less, um, there is a lot more that we have going for us, despite what you might be told right now. 
We have more tools in our arsenal against this fight. Stu, though, just pissed off because he wanted to go to his fucking concert. Now, with that as a backdrop, the weekend came and went, and you may not even know it, but do you remember several weeks ago, several weeks ago, when uh, the Biden administration, who I know a lot of you hate, said, all right, we, through the Occupational Safety Health Administration, are imposing mandates, mandates to any business in the United States with 100 or more employees. True, we can't jab, we can't kick in your door and vaccinate you. However, what we're going to do is if you are an employer, let's say you're the boss and you got 101 employees, they all must be vaccinated. And if they aren't, they must be tested weekly and they must wear masks. This is awesome. This is exactly what America needs right now. I am so happy about this. However, I believe it was 12 states sued the federal government and said, no, 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 no. So everything was put on hold until Friday, 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 getting mandates Friday. The Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals lifted the stay and said, nope, the rule was blocked on November 6th. Just one day after it was formally issued by the Federal Occupational Safety and Health Administration, OSHA. But now it's back. Back in the saddle again. In dozens of lawsuits around the country, Republican-led states, businesses, religious groups, and some individuals charged by the administration with overreach said, you can't do that, Mr. President. He said, ah, fuck you. All right, let's let the courts decide. So one day later, Everyone was like, yes, we did it. We beat the mandates. No, you didn't. Court of Appeals, Sixth Circuit Court of Appeals said, back in play. Three-judge panel has said it is back on. Why? Among the arguments, OSHA does not have the legal authority, according to uh, people who wanted it stopped, to issue a rule regarding a society-wide health concern that goes far beyond the workplace. Even if reducing the risk of COVID is compelling, it is not necessarily a grave danger. That was the argument being made to stop the mandates. As OSHA has declared it to be, they said, in addition, they argued that complying with the rule would be costly and lead to worker shortages. Three-judge panel, late Friday. It just slipped in under the radar. You may not have seen the story. um, That the three judges found... Those um, injuries which were asserted in what I just read by the petitioners, the people trying to block it, entirely speculative. What they're saying there is all those religious groups and Republican-led states and individuals, they're looking into a crystal ball saying, if you do this, this will happen. And the judges said, you don't know that. You have no idea if that's going to happen. You're just speculating. Uh, To be entirely speculative, 
and the cost of delaying impl- implementation of the rule to be comparatively high. So the judges are saying, well, you don't know for sure that these things are going to happen. And if we don't implement them, then a lot of terrible things will happen. There will be more death. So we are going to put this back in play. Fundamentally, the rule is an important step in curtailing the transmission of our deadly vi- of a deadly virus that has killed over 800,000 people. This is, these are the judge's words, so don't blame me. I'm just the messenger. Okay, I know all you patriots, your blood is your blood pressure is going up and you're going, Rawr, I'm gonna fight just the flu. And fuck yeah, we're gonna have a civil war. Shit, man. Fuck you, Joe Biden. I know, I know you're getting pissed off, but just shut the fuck up for a minute and listen. Judges said over eight hundred thousand people in the US dead, brought our healthcare system to its knees, forced businesses to shut down for months on end, and cost hundreds of thousands of workers their jobs. Wrote Circuit Judge Jane B. Stranch, an Obama employee. I'm sorry, an Obama appointee. <laughs> That's how it goes. Elections have consequences. The harm to the government and the public interest outweighs any irreparable uh, injury to the individual petitioners who may be subject to a vaccination policy. And there is no irreparable injury. You will have nothing wrong. Nothing bad will happen to you. As expected by Saturday morning, dozens of business groups and religious organizations turn to the Supreme Court. They're running out of options. They asked for a new emergency stay. The court's like, fuck, come on, man. We got enough on our plate. We got all this abortion shit going on. This will be uh, quite a thing if it does go that far. You have a Republican, a set of judges on the high court that are Republican appointees. So this may turn in your favor, patriots. I hope not. Okay? I hope that appropriate wisdom prevails uh, in if the high court agrees to hear this. Uh, the National Retail Federation said it would continue to prepare its members to comply with this uh, uh, um, onerous mandate, but added it would not be feasible for employers to do so during the holiday season. I don't think this will take effect until January. Yes. Um, the Labor Department, just before midnight, the Labor Department announced that OSHA would not issue citations for noncompliance with the testing requirement before February 9, so long as an employer is exercising reasonable good faith efforts to come into compliance with the rule. So, you know, if you don't do this, if you're uh, and you're subject to a random and you don't know when there's going to be a federal uh, employee coming in to, to check for compliance. But that is going to happen. A federal, a federal employee is, or is, is going to walk into, you know, uh, uh, John's Chainsaw Repair in West Michigan that has 101 employees repairing chainsaws. And he's going to be dressed like a stormtrooper. I'm sorry. Uh, and he's going to be dressed like an SS Nazi. Okay. And he's going he's gonna to go, papers! Give me your papers. And they're going to go, here you go. And they're going to, you are in compliance. And then they're going to walk off. That's how this is going to be. And I say, bring it on. 
I'm so happy. I am actually, this made my weekend when I heard about this. It made me so happy. If the employers don't do their diligence, if the owner of uh, John's Chainsaw Repair doesn't do his job, and they find out that so-and-so, okay, let's say uh, Dean Root is working in uh, a carburetor repair at the chainsaw shop. And Dean's there. He's got a fucking, uh, 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 what do you call it, Bluetooth thing in his ear, makes him look like the Borg. And, uh, you know, he's thinking about doing some push-ups. And he's muttering to himself that it's just the flu, like the dumb shit that he is. And um, he, he does, he's not vaccinated and he's not wearing a mask. The government SS uh, uh, vaccination enforcement team is going to see Dean there and he's going to give John a, a, a several thousand dollar fine. And that is going to cripple John. But John is going to learn quickly that he better get in the line and make sure that his piece of shit employees who are not vaccinated or refuse to get tested or wear their mask are fucked. You cannot be fired over this. If Okay, Dean is there repairing the carburetor, and then John goes, Dean, you fucking asshole. I told you to wear your mask. I just got a $45,000 fine. Dean's going to say, well, I'm a patriot. You know, I'm fighting for my right to party. And, uh, you know, this is just a flu, so fuck you. Uh, John can't fire him. It's illegal to fire him. However, I'll tell you this right now. If I'm John, I'm like, well, hey, guess what? Like in my head to myself, I'm like, I'm going to fire that fucker. I am going to make sure the next time he fucking steps out of line, I'm, I'm going to start establishing a paper trail on old Dino in carburetor repair at the chainsaw shop. And I'm going to take notes. This fucker just cost me $45,000. In, in three weeks, he's going to be gone. That is happening unless if the supreme court decides to change this wow that what do you think about that so Stu McAllister is so stoked about this this is absolutely happening my god hey again don't blame me all i'm doing is rooting for the success of keeping you safe all right I do not think like you. And all I want is you to live a long life. That is it. And I'm just the messenger. I'm just reading the story. Okay? You can't get pissed at me because I don't agree with you. You just can't. It's impossible. I'm not pissed at you because you're a ding-dong. This is so great. Oh. Sarah Rook Rock Rouge, get ready for the mask. Get ready for the weekly test. Get ready or the mask or the or the shot. You choose. You choose what you are getting. Sassy sissy. It's coming. Mandate. 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 It's a mandate. It's a mandate. Patriot Nick says, I want I often wonder if you ever listen back to your podcast to see how much further and further you go to tyranny. Quote, 
It's only this step that's a little further than the last. Well, I don't know who quoted that. I didn't say that. I have been consistent from the beginning. Excuse me if I have been completely consistent. You, This should be no surprise to you. Okay? This should be no surprise to you. Quit acting like it's something new. I have been remarkably staunch and remarkably consistent. It's not my fault that you are now butthurt that we are finally getting somewhere. We are finally making some progress with this mandate. I love it. It makes me happy. When I see you in a mask, I'm happy. So there you go. Again, not my fault. All you had to do was get the vaccine. We wouldn't be in this spot. We wouldn't have to give you these, these OSHA mandates. But your hand, the hand was forced. I support the move. I think it's great. Uh, earlier this year, companies that implemented vaccine mandates on their own saw a dramatic uptake of vaccinations among their workers. Tyson Food and United Airlines reached vaccination rates of more than 95%. Neither offered their employees a testing option. So what you're getting here with, you have the option to not, you have the option to not get your vaccine. The government is actually being a heck of a lot more uh, gracious with you than those companies. My God, you have an option to not get the vaccine. Just wear your stupid mask, get a weekly test. No big deal, right? The Biden administration's attempts to similarly mandate vaccines for healthcare workers and federal contractors are currently held up in courts. Its mandate covering healthcare workers at facilities that receive Medicaid or Medicare funding remains blocked in about half the states, while its mandate for federal contractors remains blocked nationwide. Those cases could also end up at the Supreme Court. All right. What a great day. This is such awesome news. Nick says, eventually you find your nose to the wall when you're taking tiny steps with a blindfold on. Do you write all these clever little uh, patriot things yourself? Or do you, um, I don't know, do you, do you read from a book of clever patriot quotes? Is that what this is? Or do you just listen to these, uh, these, these nutbag shows that you send me links to that I just delete? Is that, is that where you get these, these crazy nonsense things that you send my way? Corey says, this is not tyranny because you still have a choice. There you go. What are you complaining about? You still don't have to get the vaccine if you don't want to. Ah. Patriot Nick says, it's not choice, it's ultimatums. There's a difference. You can't be fired. What are you talking about? You you can here, here's your choices. Get the vaccine or don't. And you can't be fired. There you go. Excuse us if we've figured a way around your nationalism or whatever it is that you're waving. It's silly. Okay. You need to, you need to, you're gonna continue to hold yourself down 
with this ridiculous line of thinking that you keep uh, engaging in. I'm not as crazy about it as Stu. I don't want to fight you. Uh, but John says a live debate between Patriot Nick and Stu would be amazing. No, Stu would lose his mind. He can't stand Patriot Nick. I love Patriot Nick. Uh, Patriot Nick says, I love how you guys justify that bullshit. It's not bullshit to us. It's not our fault. We like living unlike you. It's not my fault. You've got this crazy nutball death wish going on. I mean, my God, what are you doing, son? The waters of patriotism run deep with Patriot Nick. That's true. They absolutely do. Uh, Oh, now, Amanda, you can't say that. She says, if Nick dies from COVID, he's going to haunt us all. Yeah, I don't want you to go down that road. I mean, come on now. I don't want to talk about people dying in here, for God's sake. Get it together, miss. Okay. Okay. Uh, I mentioned the Patreon. Okay. And I mentioned Stu. I mentioned Jake Paul. Talked about that. Got more. I do want to mention uh, Bosco's Pub. And I had a, a number of people that went to Bosco's Pub over the weekend. Uh, Randy went to Bosco's Pub. Who else went to Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville? Thank you, guys. I really appreciate that. When you support the show like that by going to the sponsors, man, you just make it all happen. And I also want to give you credit um, where it's due for understanding that we all have differences of opinion on here. Um, You never know where I'm going to be because I don't even know how to describe how I, how I lay politically. I, I, I don't have a party affiliation. Um, I have a, a human affiliation and, um, that's where this all comes from. And I want you to know that, um, I hope you don't take personal what I say. I hope you understand that grain of salt, the entertainment level has to be of a certain type. I have to, um, uh, be able to say what I'm going to say in sometimes a humorous, a thorough way. You will never, ever be able to have a hard, you will never have a hard time knowing where I'm coming from. Okay, but I think we are at a point in the podcast where if I did anything but speak my mind on these things, you would not be here. Okay, so I just hope you can um, take what I do for what it's worth, which honestly, it's just my word. It's not worth that much. So if you disagree with it, tough shit is what I'm trying to tell you. Get over it. I disagree with you. You make me mad. You drive me crazy. I love you. Mandates! Mandates! Let's go, mandates! Let's go, mandates! And the pandemic that doesn't run. Okay. Thank you to Bosco's Pub. If you want something to eat, go to Bosco's Pub. In beautiful Hudsonville, Michigan. Make the drive. It's worth it. Oh, can't drop the E at a U. He had some really nice things to say about Bosco's. Thank you, buddy. Let's see. What did he write? Uh, bar- bartender. At, I'm a bartender at Terra Square tonight. I'm getting Bosco's for dinner. 
Um, I mentioned you to Doug. He said, I'm taking the family there again. Great prices too. And I said, I love how they don't overprice it. He said, it was awesome. I spent a hell of a lot more for shittier burgers at Red Robin last night. Okay. You're going to get the quesadilla known as the boscadilla. You're going to get chicken fingers. You can basically get whatever you want in terms of like uh, a pub style restaurant. The burgers are incredible. Uh, Boring Dean had an olive burger. He uh, seconded what I said. It's absolutely outstanding. It did win an award, Grand Rapids Best. That's a that's actually a pretty prestigious award. And this is they haven't even been open one year. Bosco's Pub, Hudsonville, Michigan. Check them out for dinner. Not open right now for lunch because they need employees. Now, if you're looking for a gig, stand by. You want to be a server, maybe a cook. You're paid fairly. Uh, they want to make sure that they have good employees that stay there a long time. So they want to treat their employees right. Go to Bosco's Pub and inquire about working. The quicker they get more employees, the quicker they are open for lunch. They would love it to be able to expand their hours. Bosco's Pub in Hudsonville, Michigan. Affordable Limousine is hiring. Buscareers.com. If you ha- uh, have uh, are an experienced driver with a Class B license with passenger endorsement, you need to reach out to Affordable Limousine. They are expanding their workforce, buying new motor coaches right now. A lot of what they're doing right now is they're really diving into the commercial end of things. So you will be driving commercially. And oh my God, the opportunities for a fantastic, lucrative career are endless with Affordable Limousine. If you want more information, simply go to buscareers.com. Fill out the info. They'll contact you and off you go. Mentioned to me is like a comments. Hey, I listen to Eric Zane. So if this is you, please check it out. Buscareers.com. Frank Fuss is the licensed independent insurance agent. Mypolicyshop.com. Buyinsurancehere.com. Okay. For any type of insurance. Um, if you think uh, the right way to do this is by just, oh, well, I see that. Um, Discount double check State Farm advertises. I think that'll be my next insurance option or all state or progressive where they're like, oh, yeah, you got the name, your price to fuck that. My God, you are just getting you're paying way too much for your insurance. How do you think they pay for all that high level marketing like on the Super Bowl? Do you think they that they pay for it because they're cheaper now? You dumb shit. This is what you need to do. Bang on the door of Frank the Tank Fuss for any type of insurance that you need, whatever it is. In fact, it's as simple as this. And this is, by the way, free. His service that you're using him for, it doesn't cost you anything. Call or text 616-914-4070. Save it right now. 616-914-4070. And text him and say, Eric Zane sent me. I need your help. That's all you got to say. And that's done. He's going to reach out back to you. He's going to send you a link. It's a scheduling link. You click on it. What do you want to talk to Frank about? And you fill out the form. It takes you one minute. Uh, life insurance, health insurance, car insurance, dental insurance, Medicare, buying Obamacare, supplemental policy, homeowners. Oh, my God. Anything you need, no matter where you are. Eric Zane sent me. Please help me. It's all you have to do. 
You won't ever give him a dime. Okay? He gets paid by the insurance companies. That's what the indies do. And he's the best indie. He's got huge guns, too. You can also go to buyinsurancehere.com. Thank you to Chris K., who sent this uh, story about this asshole sheriff. This one is just so cringeworthy. My God. Uh, It comes to us from uh, some community in Idaho, right near the uh, where a lot of the um, uh, Blackfoot Indians reside. Okay? The uh, tribe, if you will. And so um, what you got here is in that neck of the woods, um, there's a, there was like a, 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 some church community that was going door to door in the sheriff's neighborhood, the actual sheriff of this community. And um, a, 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 ch- a church group was driving through and they like, like little kids would get out of the car and they would give like a Thanksgiving greeting that they would like, like cut a turkey out with their hand. And it would be a note saying, happy Thanksgiving. I love you from so-and-so church. And then the kids would walk away and they go, hey, that was nice. Well, they did it to the sh- local curmudgeon sheriff's house. The guy comes out like a rootin' tootin' cowboy and pulls his pistol and he reaches into the car and grabs the chick who's leading the church group and drags her out by her hair and is holding the gun to her fucking face. It's going to shoot her. That ends. Investigation ensues. During the moments after the the statements the sheriff made, he deals in uh, a, a group of people that have nothing to do with the story and they're pissed off. So you've got... This lady's pissed off, the church is pissed off, and this group of people, you'll understand what's happening here. Fucking sheriff did. This is so stupid. That's what comes to mind when the story out of Eastern Idaho, when we tell you about the story out of Eastern Idaho. The sheriff in Bingham County, now charged with two felonies after an investigation by the attorney general's office says he threatened a church group with a gun. And that isn't all. Oh, there are several layers to the story, considering what investigators say the sheriff said about what he did or what he allegedly did, I should say. Guns and racism, but this thing almost has all of it. Andrew Bartline has been following this for us today. And what do we learn from this investigation, Andrew? Yeah, well, the probable cause affidavit- He's gonna say, well, yeah, I've learned that this sheriff is an asshole. Details the sheriff confronting the youth group leader Mm -hmm. and members of the group. There were seven of them in the car. It further says the sheriff grabbed the youth group leader by the hair, pulled her out of the car, pointed a gun at the leader and the group. Now- I exaggerated nothing. The affidavit says the sheriff mistook their identity. Investigators spoke with several children who were in the car. I said there were seven of them, and they all recall a very similar series of events. That includes the sheriff grabbing the youth group leader by the car and holding a gun to her. Grabbing the youth group leader by the car is what he said. That was a fucking free beer word scramble. Minus the balding. Uh, He meant by the hair. The kids say they were dropping off Thanksgiving notes, just like this one, on their neighbor's porches, and then they... Look at, thank you. It's, you know, it's, it's, it's kid stuff. They would run away after ringing the doorbell, so the recipient couldn't see who left the note. Sheriff Craig Rowland was first elected sheriff back in 2013. Look at this guy. He was the president of the Idaho Sheriff Association in 2020. When investigators spoke with Sheriff Rowland about this incident, he said, quote, I've had drunk Indians down my cul-de-sac. I've had drunk Indians come to my door. I live just off the reservation. Oh, no. We have a lot of reservation people around oh. us who are not good people. Okay. 
So, what a fucking idiot. It's bad enough that you, you pull the gun out on kids and grab the youth group leader by the hair and pointed the barrel of the... But she's looking down the barrel of a gun. You, you follow up with, I had some drunk engines drive down a cul-de-sac. Now, the Shoshone-Bannock Tribes is the largest in the entire state with over 6,000 members, Brian, and 1,200 of... Blackfoot Indians. ...of them are in the Fort Hall... In uh, sorry, Blackfoot Native Americans. ...Indian Reservation in Bingham County. They released this statement this afternoon responding, mm -hmm. saying that they ask Roland to officially step down as the sheriff and offer a public apology to the Fort Hall community. We hope the woman and the woman and children involved in this will be able to heal from the traumatic incident. This incident should not have occurred, but proves racism still exists. We need major relationship building between our communities. The Bingham Sheriff's Department. Come on. Yeah, yeah. seriously. Everybody knows that if you live on an Indian reservation nowadays, I mean, after all the shit that Native Americans have been through, you know, uh, I, I think we owe it to the Native Americans to allow them to make a large fucking casino, which they may have here. And then, you know, all of the Native Americans on that reservation in profit sharing are, are rich as shit. Okay, what's wrong with that? You, you, you can't go. And then if they want to get drunk, fuck it. Who gives a shit? I, I would too. You know? I mean, Jesus... And then all that happens here is this this asshole instead, and hopefully they have a casino there. I mean, I know if I'm a Native American, I am voting for casino. I want some of that casino cheddar. I want every night of the week, you know, 38 special playing on Monday, Molly Hatchet on Tuesday, uh, you know, Sticks on Wednesday, Loverboy on Thursday, REO Speedwagon on Friday, and then Cover Band Saturday and Sunday. Uh, and, you know, a free play with the, with uh, with ticket. It tells us Roland is not on leave. He is in office working today, and the department says they have no one available to speak with us about the incident. They, they, did, they did not. They didn't even, this guy didn't even uh, come off the job. He did all that shit and said, yeah, I'm blaming it on the drunk engines. He didn't even, he did, he's, he's like, hasn't even missed any work. Respond to the tribe statement either when we asked. Sheriff Rowland's lawyer did submit a statement to East Idaho News. He says the investigator and the press, us, are taking his, con are taking his comments out of context. And Brian, it's important to note this isn't the first time the sheriff has been in hot water for right. comments. I, mean, I was listening to you read what he said and even then just kind of went, oh, oh, no, that shouldn't. <laughs> and now... Like I said, this isn't the first time he's made comments that make you go, oh, he shouldn't have said that. Yeah, back in 2016, he said that the state led. I love how the one guy is setting young guy up, just putting the ball on the tee for him. And right now he's going to hit it out of the park about this asshole sheriff. Shouldn't have said that. Yeah, back in 2016, he said that the state legislature shouldn't have gotten involved in creating a statewide rape kit system because, <laughs> as he said, many rape accusations are false. Oh, <laughs> God, say no to rape kits. I vote no on rape kits. And, uh, you know, I don't want these crazy engines uh, running up and down the street. <laughs> Drunk as shit in my cul-de-sac. Those are his quotes, not mine. Yeah, he insisted that the state police officers and other law enforcement should decide which kits get tested. 
However, lawmakers went ahead and unanimously approved this new system. And two days later, he went back and said he misspoke and recanted his statement. So he wanted the investigators to kind of be the judge and the jury in cases of rape instead of letting that process play out. Yeah, not a centralized system. It would it would be the police officers who would decide which kits get tested. Okay, so do we know if he is on leave still or is he back at the job? So it's, it's kind of a weird situation. So he originally agreed to go on leave when this was under investigation at the county level. Okay. When the state came in and took over the investigation, he went back to work. So he's in office working today. Interesting. All right, well, there's still... Interesting. That means this is fucked up. A little bit left of this to play out because we're obviously not going to be judge and jury in this situation, but... Oh, yeah, you are. Oh, come on now. I mean, absolutely. We're all judge and jury to this. Yep. That's, see, this guy's not being honest. He wants to say, yeah, I, uh, you know, us doing the story is really going to fuck this guy up because he's an asshole. I believe there's a uh, court system starts December 22nd. Okay. Looking forward to it. Thanks, Andrew. Yeah, I would too. That is some great drama. Yeah, I would too. That is some great drama. This guy's a fucking lunatic, says R. Healy69. The Duchess says, seems like a quality individual. Patriot Nick says, and this dumbass was elected. Kate says, hate to be a woman in this area of Idaho. And then Adam says, they can't be sticks until Dennis DeYoung comes back. Until then, they're just stick. My God, what an asshole. Jesus. Speaking of asshole, Eric Clapton. He noticed somebody tipped him off that somebody got their hands. Some lady, 55-year-old widow, she got her hands on a bootleg CD. It was a live recording of a, uh, of a Clapton show from the 1980s. Now, a little bit of background, Eric Clapton. Gone are the good, are the good vibes of when Eric Clapton had beaten his addictions and I had turned his life around. And then the, the horrible incident where his kid passed away, fell out of the fucking uh, skyscraper. I still cannot believe that that happened. He made that song, Tears in Heaven. I mean, seriously. I, uh, it was incredible, incredibly poignant. All of that is out the window because he has become, uh, well, some of you probably are the biggest fans of him because he is a huge anti-vaxxer. He, like, says... He's, he's like the type that COVID is all a hoax, okay? Him and Van Morrison, two of the most storied names in the history of music, made some of the most incredible music ever, ever made, ever. They have teamed up with their Wonder Twins powers of idiocy and have just have been spewing out their bullshit that uh, it's uh, that the COVID doesn't exist. The vaccine is fucking mind control. The tip, I mean, really weirdo shit. They're writing songs about it, like uh, these anti-vax songs. Everybody hates Clapton, so everybody's turned on him. They quickly went back to his quote and dug it up. Something that had been buried in the 1970s. Eric Clapton went on a full tilt racist rant. Where is his quote? Jamaicans don't belong here. We don't want them here. This is England. This is white country. We don't want any black, blank, and blank living here. We need to make clear to them they are not welcome. England is for white people, man. This is Great Britain, a white country. What is happening to us, for F's sake? Throw the blanks out. Keep Britain white. <laughs> 
How the fuck did that get buried? It was a 1976 show. I've even talked about this on this show. But how how did it get to be that, you know, he was able to... The only reason why he was able to distance himself from his own words and become successful after that is because in 1976, the internet didn't exist. There was no way, unless you were at that show or reading the paper on the day it was printed, that that happened. Otherwise, you can get away with it. And so... But of God, just look, reading that now, um, you add in all the anti-vax craziness and how can anybody in their right mind go and pay attention to anything that Eric Clapton does at this point? Okay. I don't give a shit how many years it's been. There's no, there's no turning back. There's no turning that around. Jamaicans don't belong here. We don't want them here. This is England. This is a white country. We don't want any black, blank, and blank living here. I don't know those words. I'm assuming they're terrible. Uh, we need to make clear to them they are not welcome. England is for white people, man. This is, this is at a concert from the stage. This is Great Britain, a white country. What is happening to us, for fuck's sake? Throw the bleeps out. Keep Britain white. All right, so he's an asshole. He gets wind that some old lady, old lady, it's the same age as my wife. I'd, I better be careful. Sorry about that. Um, he sees, on someone tips him off that some lady got her hands on a recording from the 1980s selling a bootleg CD on, I don't know, eBay or something like that. Um. And then he sued her over this. Let's see. She was asking for $11 for this recording. She listed it on eBay over the summer. She thought the, the rock music purchased by her late husband decades earlier could fetch her about $11 in the online marketplace if she was lucky. So the guy died and she's looking through his artifacts and stuff and Oh my God, it says Eric Clapton, 1980. Well, that's pretty cool. Maybe somebody would like this. I'll, I'll list it for $11. Clapton hears about it and fucking sues this widow. Uh, sued her for copyright infringe, infringement and accused her of selling a bootleg CD of one of his live shows. She did not, she was not successful in selling it. She claimed um, she did not know it was a bootleg. And so she took it down, but the internet is written in ink and, um, she had to defend herself because he sued her, cost her thousands of dollars to defend herself. And then she lost A judge on Wednesday sided with Clapton in the lawsuit ordered that the woman known only as Gabrielle P pay $4,000 in court costs for copyright infringement. Eric Clapton net worth. Let's let's play a game. Go ahead and guess. How much do you think Eric Clapton's net worth is? I am going to say $250 million. Okay. I now know. Six decades on stage and in the recording studio. What are your guesses? $128 million, $251 million. 
300 million. I'm guessing it's just three. I'm guessing you mean 300. Uh, Adam says 20 million. You're all way low. <laughs> Eric Clapton is worth $450 million. What a cock. The woman lives in a small German town about an outside, uh, an hour outside of Cologne. Claimed her late husband bought the CD Eric Clapton Live USA at a department store in 1987. She told the court she did not know she was infringing copyright when she listed the bootleg recording of one of Clapton's concerts on eBay for 9.95 euros or $11.20. The CD was listed for one day before it was removed when she realized, oh, I can't do this. So she took it down. I mean, do, why Why do you have to be such a cock? You could absolutely end this. You followed through on this. This is how much of an asshole this guy is. What a fucking dick. It just bothers me that he has had such success after that racist rant. He should have been uh, eliminated and, and his career ended. But no. He went on to so many great things. I mean, I remember the MTV Unplugged. I mean, he was the darling. Everyone's like, oh, my God, I love him so much because his kid died. Baby Jesus probably, in my mind, was like, okay, Connor is very young. He's t- Jesus is at the round table with all the archangels. And he says, okay, we've got some tough decisions to make here. Connor Clapton's dad is an asshole. Connor Clapton should not be subjected to this fuck stick for a lifetime. He's the biggest piece of shit on the planet. Now, this is going to draw a lot of waves on earth, but if we can get Connor Clapton up here amongst us, we can uh, wrap our angel wings around him and he can live in the glory of God uh, as he enters the pearly gates and he can, uh, it can be raised by Jimi Hendrix, okay? And Janis Joplin. You know, people who aren't assholes, who are just as proficient or more than their his asshole dad. So we need to make we do emergency intervention and get him up here. Uh, I'm looking down. I see right now he is in the skyscraper by the window. Get him out of the window, and then uh, we'll take him before he even makes impact, and then that'll be it. Everybody will be sad. Clapton will be sad, but Clapton cannot be happy for the rest of his life. He's an asshole. And now we get this wonderful child up here, and then that's how tough decisions have to be made. We cannot subject this kid to Eric Clapton. That's how much of an asshole Eric Clapton is. The court also ruled that if this woman tried to sell the Clapton bootleg again, she would face up to six years in prison or a fine of nearly $282,000. Klaus Gunther, the woman's attorney, uh, mentioned that uh, she is going to try to appeal this. A spokesman for Clapton did not immediately return a request for comment. Michael Eaton, Clapton's business manager, told the Washington Post last month that, quote, given the depressingly bad standard of journalism reflected in certain recent articles, 
Eric Clapton has no desire at the moment to engage with the U.S. press. That is, okay, if you don't think that that has to do with Clapton being a crazy anti-vaxxer and, uh, and a COVID denier, you're, you're crazy. That's exactly what that means. He's a piece of shit, and uh, he needs to die. So when he dies, uh, that'll be it, and it won't be too long because he's an old fuck, and fuck Eric Clapton. I have featured him on the Insane Asylum many times. I never will again. He's right up there with Kid Rock. Fucking awful human being. Uh, so I've just banned you. You're done. Uh, let's see. Clapton has pursued hundreds of bootleg cases in German courts. Under So there is a precedent for this. He has done this. Uh, the legal win for the musician comes at a time when Clapton has become one of the most vocal critics of Coronavirus safety precautions during the course of the pandemic. Clapton has released multiple songs criticizing lockdowns, conducted a lengthy interview with vaccine skeptics and pledged to perform only where fans would not be required to be vaccinated. That's bullshit because he performed in Nashville where they had a mandate at the door. He's crazy. I wouldn't be surprised if Patriot Nick starts jamming uh, the entire Eric Clapton cocaine, uh, uh, or I should say Slohan album from beginning to end. I can't stand that fucker. Great guitarist. I don't give a shit though. Fuck you. He's an idiot. Okay. I got to go pee and then I'll finish the show. I think maybe I'll hold it. I don't know. Uh, TC Paintball, thank you so much for being on board. TCPaintballGR.com. We got to plan another event. I'm guessing it'll be after New Year's because it's Christmas week, for God's sake. But, uh, all right, TCPaintballGR.com. And Wednesday would be a great day. In fact, it's Christmas break. So, you know, gather up the young people and go have a great time uh, playing paintball. At TC Paintball, you walk in, you fill out the waiver, you throw some cash at the at uh, one of the folks working the register. They go, all right, gun, mask, paint, get after it. You got the refs there dividing the teams. Oh, so much fun at TC Paintball, tcpaintballgr.com. Do something fun and exciting away from the video games with the young people. Team building for your workplace. You're going to love this. You're going to have so much fun. tcpaintballgr.com. Thanks again to Bennett Flooring Installation for being part of the great flooring giveaway, doing that, coming up with that. That's actually yours. That's your baby. I just talked about it. And uh, we announced our recipient of that today. Uh, I wish I could have given, or I wish they could have uh, granted that, uh, all of you to be be the recipients. But uh, I had to keep it at that. 616-318-0167 if you are in need. So, yeah, you go ahead and you measure the room. You uh, rip the old stuff out. That will save you a ton of money. And then off you go. Reach out to uh, uh, Bennett Flooring Installation. They will do the expert installation. It'll save you money in the long run, and it will be done professionally. The best in the business. 616-318-0167. That's 616-318-0167. Full House Comedy. Go to fullhousecomedy.com and check out the shows. We've just added, they've just added shows at Creston Brewery. All of these venues are under the umbrella of Full House Comedy. Michael Winslow at the uh, 
Froenthal Center in Muskegon. That is January 6th. It's sold out at the Froenthal. Cancel that. Park Theater. You can still get tickets for the January 7th Park Theater show for Michael Winslow. Also, at about that same time, Christopher Titus with shows two in Traverse City on January 7th. So there is a Traverse City venue, part of um, Full House Comedy. Um, Where is that? That is known as the uh, Traverse City Comedy Club on South Garfield up north. You can go see Christopher Titus there. January 8th, Christopher is at Back Alley Comedy Club in Muskegon, also a full house comedy venue. Two shows there on January 8th for Christopher Titus. Finesse Mitchell the following week. Uh, Lara, excuse me, Lara Beats is live or Bates live at uh, Spectrum Lanes. Uh, not to mention, uh, she's going to be at the Park Theater. Brett Ernst is coming to town. A ton of great shows including Robert Kelly and Tony Hinchcliffe. All of these shows at fullhousecomedy.com. Okay. Pause in the action. Your old pal Eric Zane has to use the facilities. I'll be back. Don't go anywhere. Thank you so much. Mandates. Mandates. Okay. You know, you guys are lucky. With this very uh, generous mandate, if I were in charge, this is how I would do it. You'd have a couple months to get all of your employees vaccinated. No option. By the way, side note, TC Paintball, Rick writes, we're open every day the next two weeks. Oh, my God. All right, back to the mandates. This is this this is the Eric mandate if I was the president. Um and I wouldn't even give OSHA the credit for it. I would say this is an OSHA mandate that I told them to do and it would be if whoever violates would get a a ticket with by, with my face on it. Okay? If I'm the president. And I would make it that um any business that has employees of one or more has to get vaccinated. And there's no mask testing option. If uh, you're found in violation, it's $100,000 cash in a briefcase for every violation. All right. And, and. Just in a bit of redemption, I would uh, take volunteers who are Democratic voters, and they would be the ones that would dress up in the Gestapo uniforms and would march in and would say, Papas! And, um, you know, because I, I would do that. I would be the one to do that. I would march in and say, Papas. And uh, then if, if, um, if they're not in compliance, $100,000 in a briefcase immediately. And then if not, the, it has to shut down. It would be way different if I were in charge. It would not be no mask options and, and testing. It would be what I just said. Oh, my God. 
It would be so much fun. And uh, and everybody would have to have like a uh, body cam to be able to live stream it, to see the looks on these assholes' faces. And then we'd have to we'd have like uh, doctors there with needles. And you this is the only thing you'd be able to do to get out of it. Uh you'd get double vaccinated immediately in sides of your neck. And um that is the only way and say, all right, you have an option. You can either get double vaxxed immediately. And then um if you if you don't want it though, then it's a hundred thousand dollars in a briefcase. Those are your options. That's how I would do this. It's a great idea. Papers! Papers! As it is, it's kind of weak. It's a little too weak. Too many options for these patriots. Okay? We got to be hard on them. We got to strike hard. All right. That's all very aggressive. But not as aggressive as the monkey war. You're like, wait, what? Yeah, I am not kidding you. There is a monkey war going on. Holy shit. A small Indian village. A pack of murderous monkeys have started a war with this community's dogs. In this uh, town in India, there's a lot of dogs roaming the streets, strays and shit like that. That's the way it was when we visited Honduras, man. There's dogs everywhere. It's ridiculous. And um, there's also monkeys. And there was an incident where one of the baby monkeys uh, actually was killed. I need to show this to you. Look at this. If you look at this uh, clip right here, I hope you can see it. My internet's acting kind of funny. This freaking monkey is stealing a, a puppy right here. This is a monkey stealing a puppy. One of the uh, baby monkeys was killed by a dog. And they have are now uh, uh, taking it out on the rest of the dogs. 250 dogs of different sizes and ages have been dragged to the tops of buildings and trees and then dropped by a crew of raging monkeys that are furious with the dogs after the incident where one of their babies was mauled by uh, a dog. And so the monkeys are, it's a, it's a, it's a war going on between monkeys and dogs. This is incredible. Locals, in Maharashtra's Bead district, about 300 miles east of Mumbai, told News 18 the monkeys have been on a quest for revenge. And in the nearby Lavul village, not a single dog has survived the purge. Villagers told the outlet the killings started a month ago when a few dogs killed an infant monkey. And since then, the moment a dog is spotted... Simeons snatch up the pups and then climb to the highest point they can and throw them to their deaths. Holy shit. In one image of the animal war, a tiny dog can be seen in the clutches of the primate. That's the one I showed you. 
just as he's about to chuck the fucker off the building. <laughs> My God. You know, the rest of the world is just such a fucking disaster. You know, I've got another story about uh, Kim Jong-un. You know, uh, a week ago, the story in Pakistan where the lady walked into the store and said, hey, can I get a drink of water? And they thought she was shoplifting. They stripped her naked and then beat the shit out of her as she walked to the street. And this part of India, the fucking monkeys are running around stealing dogs. I mean, my God. And what are the villagers doing that are there? Why don't they rally on behalf of the dogs? Now, maybe they're just stray dogs. They don't give a shit about them. Or maybe they don't, you know, have, a, have any feelings for the dogs. But, uh, my God. Excuse me. So the monkeys are winning this war. The villagers decided to take action themselves and trying to wrangle up the beast, but the monkeys then turned on the on all of the local men, some of whom have been injured after falling from buildings while trying to save the dogs. So they, I guess they are trying to save the, the dogs. Nearly all the pups in the bee district have been killed, but the monkeys still haven't stopped and are now targeting small children on the way to school. Well, this is like Planet of the Apes now. They're going after the kids. Wasn't there a scene that we saw recently of a monkey grabbing a baby? Or a monkey riding a... Wasn't it a monkey on a motorcycle grabbing a baby? Like a year ago? I could have swore it was like on a motorcycle or something. Let me see if I can make this happen. Yeah, this is it. Look at it. Yeah, I was right. Okay, that's exactly. I can't believe I, I. What a pull. The fucking monkey is riding down the street somewhere in Japan on a fucking motorcycle. <laughs> and then you'll see him see a baby, the monkey, drop the bike and grab a baby. Look at, hey, how's it going? What the fuck? Okay. And then the kid's like, yeah, no big deal. It happens all the time. This guy's like, yeah, whatever. Let's get another look at that. Oh, yeah, this looks this looks fun. I think I'll just take this child. Look at this. The kid's like, what the fuck? I like how the kid's just like, I don't give a shit, man. Fuck that monkey. And this guy's like, get out of here, monkey. Fuck you. And the, these three, they don't even bother to help the kid. When this this monkey grabs him, the monkey's crazy strong. He's like, I'm going to eat this kid. Pulling him by the hair. Boy, that kid is, Japanese kids are tough as shit. That kid just got up and said, ah, man, fucking again. I'm getting attacked by a monkey. Okay. So I guess my thing is, if I live in a community where the monkey's are just grabbing people at random. I mean, just arm yourselves and just go kill all the fucking monkeys, right? Jesus. What a scenario. Monkeys grabbing babies and throwing them off buildings? That is just like Planet of the Apes. Holy shit. Horrible. 
All right, I'm going to save the Kim Jong-un story for the Patreon. They are uh, passing down a, um, a mandate. Mandate! Mandate! I'll give this to uh, Kim Jong-un. When he says something, the people, uh, you know, they, they do it. They comply. We need that type of, we need that type of compliance here for uh, getting vaccinated and, you know, shit like that. That's what we need. Uh, he is in the news because it's the anniversary of the death of his father, Kim Jong-il. And a new edict has been handed down to the people of North Korea. You got to hear this. I would love to visit there. I am not kidding you. You can. You can visit North Korea. Now, there's unbelievable set of rules that you have to follow to visit North Korea. And you are being watched at all times. But you can visit North Korea. And you can take pictures. However, you then have to hand your camera over and they decide what you can keep or not. Funny story before I get to this last batch of uh, sponsors. My friend, uh, Steve Jabara, who is the local ownership uh, principal for the Grand Rapids Gold basketball team. Back when they were the affiliate for the Pistons, I've told this story before, but it's still a funny story. Dennis Rodman came to town to be like, hey, get your picture taken with Dennis Rodman, uh, free with ticket to the game, one of those deals, former Pistons. So now Rodman is a weird dude. This is right at the height of his involvement with North Korea. And come to find out, Rodman is going to Grand Rapids. And then after the trip to Grand Rapids, he is flying to Miami. No, he's flying, yeah, Grand Rapids to Miami, Miami to Cuba, Cuba to North Korea. This is right before one of his trips. He's been tipped off that the state, but that the state department is monitoring him to make sure he's on the up and up with his dialogue with Kim. He can contact Kim at any time via text. And I know this because he gets in the car when Steve picks him up at the airport and he wants to go to, he want, first of all, he has to stop and get some booze, loves to drink, has to stop and get some booze. And this was a nightmare scenario for Steve because a drunk Dennis Rodman doesn't want to do what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to go visit with sponsors, take some pictures, shit like that. And they, they pay him. He makes money to do this shit. And he looks in the rearview mirror and Rodman's fidgeting and looking head down and, and Steve can hear a, a, a cracking. Like every few minutes he hears plastic cracking. He's like, what the fuck is, what is that? And then um, he notices, he's like, uh, you can hear buttons depressing. It's uh, um, like, uh, remember on those flip phones? Um, they don't have a screen like a smartphone. The buttons actually depress and almost make a make a little sound when you press them. And he can hear crack. What the crack? Crack. What the fuck? And he uh. Steve's smart, and he goes, 
Dennis, are you texting Kim? Silence. Yeah. <laughs> Steve pulls over and looks in the back. Rodman seated next to a pile of unopened burner phones and a pile of broken burner phones. He's texting, breaks the phone, gets another one, sends a message, breaks the phone, gets another one. This is how he's communicating. fucking pile of phones in the back of Steve's car. And Steve goes, just leave them. I'll throw them away. Just, he goes, are you sure you want to do this? He goes, yeah, man, I got it. It's no big deal. Seriously, could you just give me some booze? So let's go get him some. So the Rodman said they're drinking with a pile of fucking phones. Steve's like, holy shit. Oh, my God. And he absolutely, well, like a week later, there he is in North Korea with, oh, yeah, my buddy, my friend. He starts crying. Oh, my love that story so much hey i want you to become a sponsor for this show Uh, i've had a very very big month and a lot of it comes from the joe and ashley thing and i honestly honest to god i didn't expect this to go the way it has i thought i'd get a one-day pop but apparently a lot of people listen to the show on the joe and ashley show and it has had boy some really positive things have happened because of that so whatever um, not why I did it, but it did happen to work out that way. Uh, hell in the past 30 days, there's been 167,000 downloads of the show. By the time this month is done, there'll be 240,000 audio downloads of the Eric Zane show podcast. My point is it's never been bigger. And my all, my, uh, all the reason why I'm saying that is because if you want to sponsor the show, now is the time it should also be noted that the cost of sponsorship has not gone up since I started doing this. I priced it one way, and it remains the same. I've never turned anybody down. No matter your budget, I can get you in on the Eric Zane Show podcast. If your business is web-based and the client base can be anywhere in the world, this is perfect for you. If you're a local business and you want to talk to a local audience, 35% of those 200 plus thousand downloads that will be happening in the month of December are in West Michigan. That's a ridiculous number. Okay. And whether your budget is large or small, this is the way to do it now. As much as I'm a uh, old radio head, most people listen to podcasts. Um, they just don't listen to the radio anymore, unfortunately. But um, all right. So. Reach out to me, eric at ericzaneshow.com. There are no contracts. There's no credit check. Everything is a is a handshake deal. It's the way I've done it from the beginning. And uh, I'm just very appreciative to be able to do it each and every day for what will be three years. On January 6th, the date that will live in infamy. January 6th, one year ago, the Patriots stormed the Capitol. Two years prior, I started the podcast. Just my luck. The anniversary is January 6th. My God. Anyway, reach out, eric at ericzaneshow.com. I'd love to tell you how it works. Just uh, let me know. Uh, Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home 
is a great business in Granville, Michigan. Remember I talked about Bennett Flooring Installation installing it? You need to buy it at Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home. Whatever you're installing, whatever Bennett is installing, uh, or maybe you're going to roll the dice and do it yourself. I wouldn't do that. Maybe you're an expert. I don't know. But shop for the flooring at Johnson's Carpet One Floor and Home. Now, there's two stores. There's the main store, okay, where you're like ordering and then the materials come in that you're purchasing. Then there's the discount outlet. It's a warehouse just uh, down the road on Chicago Drive, right behind Little Caesars. You can't miss it. I know for those of you that are like in faraway places, not Granville, Michigan, you're like, that doesn't apply to me. I know, I know, I know. But still, hear me out. A lot of people do. They can relate to this. Uh, Darwin, who owns Johnson's, his day-to-day job is making deals, buying uh, uh truckfuls of flooring of the best most popular styles from the biggest companies mohawk and shaw these trucks then show up at the most inopportune times for kent drop the e out of you he then has to take truckloads 52 foot truckloads of product and put it on the floor and it's like it's a warehouse so then you you look and there's like a picture of it and you're like oh i love this you have all of this? Yeah, because it sells. And we sell it dirt cheap because we buy it so cheap because we buy so much. Darwin makes the deal. That's why it is truly a discount outlet. You walk in and there's rolls of carpeting. Oh, my gosh. Not to mention remnants. Remnants are dirt cheap. You will get the best deal possible possible at Johnson's Discount Outlet uh, in Granville, Michigan, behind little caesars and when you go there mention my name you will get an additional 10 percent off of the already ridiculously low price that you already won't be able to find cheaper anywhere else if flooring is in your future buy it from johnson's carpet one floor and home discount outlet in granville michigan kent drop the e add the u runs the store he's darwin's right hand man and this guy is worked to the bone go buy the flooring from johnson's a&E Heating and Cooling, online at aeheatingcooling.net, uh, 616-516-8579 for A&E Heating and Cooling. Get that furnace checked, man. If that, you know, here we are, it's it's operating all the time now. If you have, you're like, ah, I've never done that. Well, my God, what are you waiting for? A CO, uh, carbon monoxide leak? Uh, and that's one of the things. It's a, It's a safety issue. Uh, get it clean, make sure it's running efficiently, spare yourself from a ridiculous after-hour service call, which you will be paying uh, a lot of money for. If that does happen, do call or text Joe, 616-516-8579, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Stand by. Last but not least, my pals at Blue Frost IT. By the way, I want to throw this out there um, because I texted Alan today and this really or yesterday doesn't really have anything to do with them. Uh, let's see. Before I get to that, Rick from TC Paintball, fix your fucking hoodie strings, you lefty shill. First of all, twat. I'm not a lefty. How can you possibly make that suggestion having listened to me for any amount of time? You idiot. Oh, I'm sorry that the 
strings on my TC paintball hoodie aren't correct. Jesus. What an ass. Lefty shill. All right. My brother, World Book Jim, is based in Ann Arbor, Michigan. He is an executive software engineer. He is looking for his next opportunity. Titles he's looking for. Vice President of Engineering. Senior Vice President of Engineering. Or Chief Technology Officer. Jim is making a change. And I am doing as much as I can to get the word out about it. It, I tell you what, he describes himself as a fixer. Shows up, turns companies around that then gets sold for tons of cheddar. Worth a piss poor amount of money when he walks in the door. Worth a ton of money when it's finally sold. Happens every day. These jobs are everywhere and he needs one of them. So keep that in mind. If you can help, reach out to me, eric at ericzainshow.com. Patriot Nick says, I'm not a lefty. I only speak in lefty talking points. Uh, yeah, I don't have any talking points. I'm just telling you what's on my brain. What I feel is correct. And if it happens to work out that way, then great. You know, I believe a lot of the same things you believe, Patriot Nick. An honest day's work. No handouts. And uh, work hard and everything will work out. That's what I believe in. I am not your handout guy. All right. So just because I'm trying to keep your simple thick skull safe doesn't make me a lefty. So I will not let you get away with that nonsense. Of all the things you've said in the past, that, mo- that one might be the worst. And it's time to feed you, feed you 10 minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. Oh, yeah, eat that 10 minutes, 10 minutes. Anyway, if you have a small or medium-sized business and you do not have tech support at your beck and call, like I do, what are you going to do when you have a hiccup with your tech? Shut down the business, tell everybody to go home for the day. I mean, come on now. It's important that you have someone ready. Blue Frost IT. They need to be the managed IT service provider for your business. If you don't have tech support, you're doing it wrong. You have to have this ready to go. I do. I give Alan a handful of bucks each month. He's ready to go. Any problem? I call him. All right. 616-200-8550. That's 616-200-8550 for Blue Frost IT. Or if you have a business that's like, hey, I want to upgrade all this stuff. It's terrible. My employees are working on slow, old, antiquated garbage. It's time to upgrade. Don't just go to Best Buy and start buying things off the shelf like a jackass. Talk to a professional who will assess 
what you need based on what your business does every day. That is a complimentary consultation. Call or text, or I should say call, reach out 616-285-50 for that. Or you can just go, send them an email, info at bluefrostit.com. The asshole of the day. What do we got here? What do we talk about today to make it a possibility for the asshole of the day? We talked about all that great money being donated by all of you amazing audience members. And I think I just got a few more that just came in. I see that, um, uh, Jason Mays sent along $4.51 after Adam Knapp spent some serious cheddar with uh, JM Synthetics. So, And he agreed to send 5% of every sale, so he just donated $4.51. That is very, very kind. Thank you, Adam Balboa. He sent along 25 but PayPal takes a bit. They take a buck 21 23 So I add that to... Uh, our total. So that is awesome. The Bennett flooring giveaway. How about that? The Detroit Lions. Dan Campbell's biting kneecaps off. Jake Paul's punch and interview. He's kind of an asshole. Stu McAllister's crazy rant. I, I shared all of the good news with you about the mandates. Oh, it makes me so happy. My day is made. How about that asshole sheriff? Okay, I think it's a three-horse race. The asshole sheriff, Eric Clapton, or the monkeys, not the band, the monkeys that that killed all the dogs in the Indian town. Country of India. I can't blame the monkeys because they're just pissed off because the baby got killed, and they're monkeys, so... I cannot rule out. I, I got to kick the monkeys out. So basically what I'm saying is Eric Clapton and the sheriff are worse than monkeys grabbing all the dogs and throwing them off roofs. I mean, that's saying something, isn't it? Eric Clapton and the sheriff who pointed the gun at the kids, pulled the uh, youth group leader out, but not, not Eric Clapton. The sheriff uh, pointed the gun at the kids, pulled the chick out by the hair, and then blamed it on the Native Americans running around drunk. Or Eric Clapton, who sued the 55-year-old widow for an $11 CD that she was selling. Who can this possibly be? I think it's a two-horse race. Hmm. Uh, By the way, public nuisance says, I think if you send it through PayPal and label it as a gift, PayPal won't take any fees. The Sheriff or Clapton? Co-winners. No, I'm not doing co-winners. We can't do co-winners. I have in the past, but I'm not doing this one. We got to be clear-cut winner. I am going to make it. I mean, you add that you you take the whole body of work. 1976, that racism. Uh, the anti-vax, anti-COVID uh, is the COVID-denying stance. This bullshit. Uh, the, the biggest asshole in the world, Eric Clapton. Fuck you. You are the asshole of the day. Sheriff, honorable mention. Um, I hope he gets fired. That is going to do it for this edition of the Eric Zane Show podcast. 
I hope you didn't get your panties in a bunch. Eric's Discord server. Public nuisance. Says if you want to join the show on Discord, there it is. Okay. A lot of great things happening on Discord because of Corey. Corey is the guy. He's the big swinging dick on Discord. Kuiper says, check Venmo. And Nick says, check Venmo. Uh-oh. What is this? Uh, Nick has dropped another 50 spot. Oh, my God. You are so sweet. Nick has given hundreds of dollars. Hundreds of dollars. Okay, thanks again, folks. Corey says, can we do an interview with the guy that we raid all the time? Plain Talk John? Yeah, that's a great idea. We have to do that. We'll raid Plain Talk John again. You guys have fun. Thank you so much for being here. Okay, bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.